Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. So excited for today's episode. We get the privilege to interview Emily Loftus. And today's episode is brought to you by Audible. We've partnered with Audible. Sandy and I love reading, love reading books. I mean, you think about it. It's someone's life lessons, life work put into a five, 10-hour read. But we also love to listen to books on the go if we're driving or even when we're reading, we'll listen to the Audible while reading it. And we find that we retain more of the book and more information from there. But we've partnered with Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash getting magnetic. We'll drop that link in the show notes to get your very own 14-day free trial of Audible. We'd highly recommend it. And don't forget, we haven't forgot about you. You guys, health is wealth. Sandy and I have a mission to make this world a healthier place. And as we mentioned on the last episode, we've got a 30-day clean eating program coming up January, Monday, January 4th, Let's get healthy together. New year, new me. Let's start off 2021 on fire, feeling like our best self. So we show up in the world epic. If you want more information or like, hey, I'm a leaders make decisions, quick decisions, then they make them the right decision. If you're like, hey, I don't even care. I'm doing this. Send us a DM at Getting Magnetic on social media, on Instagram, and we'll connect from there. Now, without further ado, let's get to the interview. So today we are so excited to have one of our incredibly dear friends, Emily Loftus, on our show. And we wanted to ask, (laughs) I love that. And we're just so excited to, first of all, share like how we even met and how we came into each other's lives. But then I just kind of want to set you loose and let everyone feel the love and joy of Emily because Emily in itself is like, Emily is a feeling. That's just how I feel. Like you are a feeling. You are such a unique human. I've never met anyone like you. And before you talk about, you know, how Emily came into our lives, how you guys met, I want to paint a picture for the listeners out there. Like Emily Loftus, like Sandy said, like is a feeling like it. She's someone that just lights up the world. Like wherever you see her, if just, if you don't even know her walking along the sidewalk, like she is just radiating joy and positivity and happiness. And she, She's also just this beautiful blonde and just like wherever she goes, you're like, who is that? I want to get to know that person. She's just a happy, you know, happiness is like one of her superpowers. And so she's been a blessing in our life. We're so excited to share her with you guys, with the listeners. Hi, so friends. Good. I'm so happy. Hi, new friends via social media. And hi, my dear friend, Sandia Wade, that I think about every single day of my life. Why did y'all move away from me? Oh. <laughs> We miss you. Okay, I want to take people back to, I want to say it was January of 2016 when we met. Does that feel right? Yes, that's exactly that, right. Okay, I think so too. So this is a crazy story. So for the listeners that have been following along with each podcast, I shared the journey of how when I lived in Boston, like that was quite a challenging 
period of uh, life for me. <laughs> and I'll never forget. It was a Friday afternoon. Wade was amidst his six week CrossFit series. Every Friday they did this like competition thing. And I was driving Friday home. Friday night lights, baby. I was walking home from that miserable job where I did 175 cold calls a day. And I was literally passing his gym and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to surprise him and like, just go in there and see what this like competition is about. And I go in there and I'll never forget seeing you, Emily, you were wearing an orange, like, of course, orange is your favorite color. Something, right? Always something orange. <laughs> yeah, You don't wear black. Black is not in your wardrobe. Ugh, misery. Absolutely not. That is not, <laughs> that is not giving me my best self. Absolutely not. Never. <laughs> So you're wearing this orange uh, sweater, you're just radiating, you're tan, you're beautiful, and you walk up to me and you say, girlfriend or wife? And I'm like, sensitive topic. Like, I'm like, we are not engaged yet. Like, hello, who are you? He was like, you better be a fiance soon. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But that's how it started. And it's like, so crazy to me to think that had I not gone there, had you not gone there, like we wouldn't have met. And when we got to talking, you had revealed like, we just moved here from Newport Beach, California. I'm like, I just moved here from the same area. Like, how did we not meet until we're here 3000 miles away? It's just so crazy. And meanwhile, we're in a crazy and you're in a deep workout competition and we're just over on the side being like best friends. And (laughs) we were, and then the next day we hung out all day for like, we had like a, basically like a 36 hour date. Like we just like (laughs) woke up, hung out. Jay flew out of town for work. And the fact that I was even there, I don't even do CrossFit. It was such a bizarre thing. Friday afternoon. He's like, Hey babe, want to come see me work out? I'm like, wow, nothing would thrill me more. Sure. I'll go to this workout (laughs) class. So I like just go down the street and I'm like, oh, this is going to be boring, but let me be a good wife. And I see this cute blonde who's like taking videos and she's just up in there doing social media. And I'm like, okay, she needs to be my friend. So I just walked up. I was like, girlfriend or wife. And you were so sassy back to me. And I'm like, okay, we're going to be friends. <laughs> and it was a sensitive report. Yeah, it was so crazy. And we knew the same people. We knew the same areas. It was just like truly like kismet of us supposed to be friends. Like there was... No rhyme or reason why we should both be there at the same time and for uh, the boys to meet. And y'all, you know how it is when you like find someone, you instantly love them. You're like, cross my fingers that my man loves their man. Because how many times have you just had like a love connection with someone and it's just not equal, but the boys love each other. Sandy and I love each other. I love Wade. You know, Jay loves Sandy. Like we're just so thankful that the four of us just really, truly love each other. And I know we'll be friends forever. Love it. It's the best. It's so, so good. And remember the next day we went and we saw that movie in the movie theater. I think it was called Lion. Mm-hmm. Just cried we our eyes out. Sobbing. Cried our eyes out. Meanwhile, Wade was drunk and fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> he had a boys night. Listen, you know. I had boys <laughs> night. I rolled in the movie theater to like join them. They're like crying and cuddling and I'm like passing out in the He's like, the he's like ham and we're just like, <laughs> my life. <laughs> Oh Oh my gosh. Okay. So we've set the foundation. That's how we met. But I want you to share your story. Like just share like where you were born and raised. Like what was your upbringing like? Like just tell the Emily Loftus journey. Okay. So I recently turned 40. How is that even possible? But um, I'm from Thomasville, Georgia, a tiny little village in the South. And I knew I was going to be a professional dancer. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. I knew I was going to be a professional dancer by the age I was 12. So I went to Alabama, rolled tide, and then moved to New York City. 
had no idea what I was doing. I only knew my two gay roommates and I was like, all right, let's do the damn thing. I've always been fearless. I've always just been like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to figure it out. Failure has never been an option. And I have always known that I was going to be truly great in whatever path I chose to do. I just didn't know how I was going to get there, how it was going to happen. I really thought it was going to be, a, you know, my greatness would be as a professional dancer and then as a choreographer. And I did it. Like I did the damn thing. I was a Radio City Rockette, Broadway, tours, dance with, I mean, on the late night show with David Letterman. I did commercials. I, I, I did everything. I did everything I wanted to accomplish in a very short amount of time. And then I'm like, okay, what's next? Um, I get bored and I'm like, let's do, let's do something else. So then I decided that I wanted to be a TV host. I had no idea how I was going to make it happen. <laughs> None, zero. I was a dance major, theater minor. But I just knew that I didn't want to be the fourth girl to the left, you know, kicking for Rockettes, which is amazing. And it really was a dream come true. And I got to like mark it off my list, but I was ready for something more. So I'm like, I want to be in front with a microphone. I've gotten kicked out of every dance class in my entire life for having this huge personality. And now instead of me having to like be quiet and blend in, I want to bust out and be myself. So I threw myself into hosting classes kind of figured out, okay, I don't use this arm. Okay, I do this. I don't block this person. Kind of figure out like, you know, the, the basics. And then was just on Craigslist trying to find jobs and trying not to get murdered. And, you know, like <laughs> job number four, I somehow landed at New York Fashion Week. And I'm just here with all these huge, like interviewing Zach Poston and Michael Kors and all these huge big dogs and just faking it till you make it. And then I'm in the middle of Times Square interviewing with you know they put an in-ear in you and they're like you've done an in-ear before I'm like yeah no idea no idea what's happening I hear you know the producer's talking to me and I'm like hello Times Square talking you have to talk with the producer in your ear I've just always just thrown myself into the fire because I know I'll always end up on top so did that I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going did that hosting was incredible the boyfriend at the time now husband I just got this feeling I'm like we're supposed to move to California and he's like, no, he, he was like a ride or die New Yorker. Like, we're never leaving. I'm like, no, no, no. I think we're supposed to be in California. I have a feeling. So I convinced him to find a job. Um, I wanted to be in LA, but we somehow ended up in Orange County because of Jay's job. So for the next four years, I'm driving back and forth, doing Good Day LA, doing different TV shows in LA and living our best life. We knew California wasn't our final destination, but I met some really incredible friends and I just loved that chapter of my life. And then husband gets a new job and we moved to Boston. <laughs> Boston was not my jam. <laughs> no offense to anybody. No offense. Don't go, don't come for me, New Englanders. You know, I really like a Vermont. I really like a Rhode Island. Um, it just wasn't my place. It wasn't my, my, my place. So, um, I threw myself into network marketing. Uh, we're, we're from two different companies. Once again, had no idea what I was doing, but I just felt confident that I would figure it out. And now four years later, no, three years later, because I've done that for three years, three years later, we just moved to Atlanta. I have a thriving hosting business. I'm on QVC as a spokesperson. I'm filming some amazing gift guides in a couple of weeks. Feel really proud about that TV hosting career that I've built. Really proud of my network marketing, you know, business that I've built. And then I'm still doing some like paid Instagram things, you know. I do all the things. I do personal styling. You know what I mean? Like I'm not one of those people that's going to put myself in a tiny little bubble and say, I just do one thing. I do. I do all the things and I do all the things well. And I think don't say no, say yes to everything. Say yes to every experience. Say yes to every time someone asks you to go to coffee, say yes to 
something that scares you because you're not going to grow. You're not going to get bigger. You're not going to like walk away from your life and be like, oh my gosh, like look at my incredible life slash empire that I've built if you don't just try. I love that. I want to unwrap, you know, we know the backstory of Emily Loftus and you shared like a high level cliff notes there with, with yeah. us and Emily's being humble. But what I see a common thread throughout is one, you, you definitely took the road less traveled and you wanted to be a dancer. You want to be a professional dancer. You went out and did that. You're a Radio City Rocket. You want to be on the screen, on TV, hosting. You went out, did that. You still do that. You built a network marketing company organization up to a successful level. Like you've done a lot of different things and you've always like trusted your heart and been intuitive. You just moved across the country here and there. What advice would you give people who have a dream or want to follow something, follow their heart, the road less traveled, but they're kind of scared to do it? Cause you seem like someone you're just confident, like, I'll figure this out. Like, can you kind of unwrap that? Like what, how, how would you empower people to be like, go after that? If it's on your heart, it's there for a reason. It's true. If something's on your heart and listen, if I say the word God, you could say God, universe, spirit, whatever, whatever your jam is. But I just don't believe God put something on your heart for you not to go after it. And it's those moments when it's just you, not the chatter of everyone else, of your husband, wife, best friend, next door neighbor, your mother-in-law, whatever. It's you by yourself in the shower, laying in bed, driving the car, walking the stroller. When you think of those moments of your higher self, of what you want to be accomplishing in life, and then you let all the chatter get to you, like that is a shame. It's hard because I really have been, I was born this way. Like I truly was born with like, at 12 years old, to my friends, I'm like, oh, I'm going to move to New York. I'm, I'm going to be a, a rocket. Like I just knew it in my bones and no one could tell me otherwise. And so it's very hard to pour self-confidence to someone if they are not doing the work behind the scenes, if they are not listening to podcasts, if they're not reading books, if they're not you know, if they're just watching Vanderpump Rules and not watching or listening to things that's going to help their brain improve and they just believe they are small, it's just, it's just sad. And I can't tell you how many times I've reached my hand over to try to grab someone, a friend, a, someone on social media, a random person in my life that I'm just like, come over here let me help you. I know the way and they will just talk themselves out of it. So at the end of this life, like you just want to look back and look at the road that you like the road's going to be messy and crazy and just like stop lines and like, like over on the side and hurricanes have hit the road's going to be crazy, but it all has led up for a reason. And to look back at 80 and 90, a hundred years old, and you've not lived this incredible magical life that you're so proud of for you to then tell your story. Like I'm proud of my story. I'm proud that I've had to suffer through different family situations and suffer through infertility and suffer through all these other aspects of my life. Uh, because now I'm winning, I'm winning. And it's because I fought, I fought hard and not saying every, anyone ever deserves something, but I fought for this life. It was not by mistake. Mm, so good. Okay. I would love, I think it's pretty easy for someone to look at you from the outside and just be like, well, no wonder she's successful. Like she has this big personality. She's beautiful. She has a lot of great connections. Like she has a successful husband. She like people could make a whole list of things. And I think, you know, I talk about this a lot, but a lot of times your mess can become your message. Kind of just how you reference like certain family situations or your road to infertility. Can you touch a little bit on some of those like hard things that you've been through in your life? Oh Yeah. 
So I'm from this tiny little village and at 14 years old, my father was this very successful juvenile court judge. Everybody knows everybody. Like I, the three times I tried to skip like one class in, in middle school and go across the street to get like popcorn. I wasn't doing anything. I couldn't even drive yet. <laughs> like my mom already knew by the time I got home, like everybody was in all your business. Like this, this village raised me like truly this Thomasville has raised me. And that's why I have such strong connections to everyone that still lives there. But at 14, my father was depressed and um, committed suicide. And think about how long ago that was. There was no internet. Okay. When I was 14 years old, when we did class projects, we would pull out the cyclopedia and that's what we referenced. Like we didn't have all that. Like it was just a different world. So we didn't have ways to know that this was common in other places or like, oh, if you're depressed and you do this, you reach for help like this. We just didn't know, you know? So that was most devastating thing that's ever happened to me. I was a daddy's girl all day long. Like my sister was my mom's and my dad was me. That was just like my person. I went to everything for him for everything. And we were kind of wired the same way with big dreams and, you know, just ambitious to no end. So it just rocked our world. And then my sister went off to college because I was two weeks from graduating eighth grade. My sister was two weeks from graduating high school. And then my sister left. And then it just went from family of four to two. And then it's my mom and I are looking at each other like, I've never even dealt with you before. Like I just went to my dad for everything. And we go spend the night at Rebecca's house. Yeah, of course, you know, get your homework done. Sure. I just didn't even deal with my mom. So now I'm like living with a stranger in my house who I think at the time is trying to ruin my life in high school because I want to go out and go to parties and do this. And I'm running for homecoming queen and doing all this fun stuff. And my mom is completely broken and devastated because her husband is gone. So I now can look back and just, I give her so much empathy for raising two strong women and having to go through this terrible, terrible, terrible thing that I can't believe is still going on in society. And I didn't talk about for a very long time on social media because I know I never want to play the victim route. I like to show people what I liked about leaving Thomasville is that people didn't know my story. Everyone knew my story for the rest of time, whispers and talks. And that's Emily, you know who that is, whose father was. So when I got to move away, I got to control my story and I got to control who I told what. And I just left that part of the story out. I mean, there was friends of mine in New York. I lived in New York for 10 years. And from when I was 23 on, People I knew for years who had no idea who disfigured my dad passed away from cancer because I chose not to tell. And it was a respect thing also. I mean, my dad was a super brilliant lawyer and juvenile court judge and depression just got the best out of him. And he really thought he was doing the best thing for our family. So I didn't want to dishonor him by talking about it. So that, that was a, that was a, a choice that I made. And now years later, you know, I, I don't have a bazillion Instagram followers, but I do have some of the following and I feel like it's kind of been on my heart the last couple of years to share about it and talk about it to people who do look up to me and I do want to be a role model and I do want to share that you, you know, chasing joy. That's like, that leads me into the next thing of like infertility. I had terrible issues getting pregnant and I never thought that was going to be a problem. I was like, I was professional again, so this would be so easy. Like it's going to happen like that when it's finally time. And could it get pregnant? Couldn't get pregnant. So three IUIs, three surgeries, IVF, miscarriage, halfway through IVF, had to have another surgery. And then I got him. And now I, y'all go to my social media now. Then you'll see my most precious, perfect, redhead, fatty cake, 
baby <laughs> named Dalton, who is pure light. I mean, I have my whole life as like envisioned my child. I was like, well, I'm tan. I'm a tanning spokesperson. My, t- my child's going to look like a little Greek baby. He's going to be super tan. I used to have brown hair. I'm like, I have to put some blonde highlights in his hair so he looks like me. Uh, you know, I'm just going to like secretly put lemon in his hair. And then here comes this like bright orange redheaded baby. And I'm like, who are you? You're like translucent. And he is the smiliest, happiest baby. And it just like reminds you that like anyone who's ever gone through a miscarriage or going through that road, that like that baby wasn't the right baby. You know what I mean? Like you have to get to your perfect right baby. And that's why I talk about infertility to people because it is the most painful, terrible thing to have the right person. You've got your finances in order. You've got your house in order. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay, we've done everything right. Why is this not happening? And it's just so painful to see other people getting their, their baby. And then you feel guilty for feeling upset. And so it's just, it's just a very tricky, tricky, tricky road. So, and then last but not least, um, suicide has followed me even more with my, with my husband's brother, my, my brother-in-law passed away from that. So, you know, it's just life. Life is tricky y'all. And you've got to take the wins when the winds are there. You've got to take those happy moments where like the sunshine is Saturday. It's beautiful. The sun shining out today. Jay and the baby are off walking to CVS and he's just probably listening to country music, just talking to him, talking gibberish, you know, like it's a beautiful day because the bad days are going to come and they're going to come hard. And there is, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much education you have. It doesn't like the hard days are going to come. Trauma is going to hit. Devastation is going to hit some way, somehow, somehow. So you just have to just choose to look for that positive, choose to be that happy person because, um, we don't know how long we have here. You know, we just don't, we just don't. So I kind of started this thing called chasing joy and I, it just happened a couple of years ago when everything was going on with my brother-in-law and that's it y'all. When I just start to get like, <laughs> like upset about something, or I was talking to my friend, Katie Dunlop, who is love sweat fitness, who lives in Orange County yesterday. And she was all upset about something with work. And I'm like, I stopped her and I said, you know what? We have prayed for this. We prayed to be so busy that our businesses were exploding. Where now I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all my work done? Because of the baby, I've been praying for the baby for four years and now I have it. And now it's super hard to like navigate my life with all the moving pieces, but I pray for this. So I feel like that's such a good way to like calm yourself down to be like, yep, this is the life that I asked for. And it's going to be tricky. It's going to be hard to get the babysitter or figure it out and um, go be the extreme magical person that you're supposed to be. You inspire me so much. I remember like, I truly believe you came into my life at the perfect time. I think we both needed each other, (laughs) but um, I just remember looking at you like I didn't know all those things about you at first. I just knew what I saw on the outside. And I'm like, this woman is so beautiful and so, so vibrant and so kind and so positive and truly like no one I've ever met before. And then as we peeled back those layers together and I got to know you better, I realized like there was a lot of hurt and there was a lot of things in there that I so related to you because you know, I've had my fair share of hard things happen as well. And it just made me love you even more. And I so believe that to have your like truest best self come out, like you got to be open about the hard and you got to be like vulnerable about that and just know like it's part of your healing process. And I just loved, I've loved watching 
your journey through everything, all of it, and just getting to know you on a level that I feel like a lot of people don't. So I just thank you for sharing that. I know a lot of that stuff's really heavy, but it I now can talk about it without bursting into tears. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, and that's me being a professional TV host. Like I know how to kind of, I can talk about it now and put it right here, but there's times where I just like fall apart about it. You know, it just depends Mm -hmm. if there's a camera and this on me, like I know how to, I know how to talk, but if it's just you and me at the dinner table, it could be a totally different story, you know? Totally. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Let's let's shift gears. Can you tell us, like, paint paint the vision five years from now? Like, what is your life gonna look like? What's yeah, I wanna hear. Well, I, I wanna give credit too, because I feel like you're currently living out your dream life four years ago in Boston. Yep. Emily would tell us, I'm gonna live in the South. I'm going to have a beautiful little baby and uh, we're going to be back home in the South and it's going to be amazing. And you guys just like moved back down to, to Georgia and you have your beautiful baby and like you're living your dream life out. That was your dream four years ago. So I think that's a great transit. That's what's so cool. Like we're so grateful for the moment. And then what are we getting magnetic towards? Like what's five years from now look like? I love that. I can't wait to hear it. Well, yeah, so this is round one of dream, like 437. So I truly, when my husband starts to get like, <laughs> he's the finance guy. So, you know, he's the money, well, he wants to like shift money. So we're talking to this realtor, Mindy, shout out to her, um, who's from Thomasville. And we're already looking at our dream homes of like, okay, but we've never bought a house. You know, we, it has to be the perfect house. And we're in the, we're, there's no rush. You know what I mean? We're in this great, we're in a four bedroom, three bath, like bed, like bathroom house right now. Like this is huge. We've only lived in apartments for 20 years as adults. So like I've texted Jay being like, are you in the house? Like you're in the house right now. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> in the opposite of the house. Like that's crazy. We've like lived on top of each other for so long. So yeah. So this is like round one of the dream, getting us back in the South, working as a TV host, building my other business and having my dream baby. Boom. Okay. Five years. We'll be living in our dream home, which will have a resort pool. I don't want a, a normal pool. I want it to be like, you walk out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in Jamaica. Like a fabulous like resort Cabana pool. action. Yes. I want it to be just like <laughs> a grotto, like ridiculous. Um, yes. Dream home with high ceilings and the magical like Christmas tree for Dalton. So funny enough, a couple, I've always thought that I was going to do a morning show in Atlanta. And this has been a new realization that happened like three or four weeks ago. I was like, there's a TV show here called Atlanta and Company. I've been on it several times with a salad beauty expert talking about beauty products and things. And I was like, oh, well, I don't want to compete against Atlanta Company. So I'll either do a show in the morning before that or afterwards. And about three weeks ago, I was getting the baby up in the morning and I was like, I don't do that anymore. I don't want to miss any moments of Dalton's life. I don't want to have to go to bed at nine o'clock at night and miss events and birthday parties to then wake up at five o'clock in the morning to be there at 6 a.m. for hair and makeup. Like working those early morning shifts at like Good Day LA, leaving my house at 5.15 to get there and drive. Like it just, it's a grind. If you're watching that morning show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, it really is like that. Like your life is that job and my life is my family. Now I'm going to like dominate and, and do all the things I want to do in my career, but it's going to always come back to, to like serve my family. So now it has to be a national TV show where I just shoot for a month or two. And then we do PR for like three or four weeks and the other 10 months out of the year, I'm mom and I can still pop on and do things, you know, here, then everywhere. But you know, if you're on HGTV, 
they don't do every single morning. I've never had a set schedule. Why would I do it now at 40? It's not happening. So nope. Somehow I will do some magical more like, you know, national TV show. I don't know exactly where it'll be. I'm sure it'll be style and beauty, confidence, happiness, and joy resort pool. I would love if Jay could be an entrepreneur or he would be so happy to be a stay-at-home dad. He says it all the time. So I just want to keep building all the things that I'm working on or working on in my brain or different ideas where if we just want to go to Aruba for a month, we do it. You know what I mean? Uh, If we want to go to Europe for three months this summer, we do it. I just don't want there to be anything holding me back if something pops in my head, because if something pops in my head, I want to, I want to act on it. I don't think, Oh, I have to save money for three years. Oh, I have to do this or that. Nope. I am only having one baby unless God surprises us because <laughs> it was so hard to get there. We have one baby. Our job is to make sure he's the most magical human being in the whole wide world. He has the most incredible childhood. So I want to give him all the things and to just like have this incredible life. So that's, that's what I want. I love that. And I think, you know, I heard a quote, I read something and it said, it's your responsibility to live an awesome life. Like it's your responsibility. You have a life that you want to live your dream life on your heart, whatever it is. Like it's your responsibility to lean into that and do it. And and if you, in listening to Emily talk and talk about where do I want to be in five years? I want a national TV host. Like this is what I want to do. She's so specific about we're going to record for one to two months, three to four weeks of PR, the other 10 months. I am Mm -hmm. mom. Like, that is so cool. And you have to get specific with your dreams. You can't just be, she wants a resort pool with the grotto. She wants, like, she knows where she wants it. Like, <laughs> it's not like, I want a house. Maybe there's a pool. I'd like to be on a show. Like, you get so specific with your dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's on your heart for a reason. Coming back to God, the universe, spirit, whatever it is. Like, whatever is placed on your heart, lean into that. Like, have a vision for that. And get so specific on it. Because it's your responsibility to live that out. I love that. I love that vision, babe. Should we go to Aruba with them? Yes. I think so. I think we got yes! it. Yes! Okay, January. We're going. Stay tuned for January. that. January. We're going. My, Stay can tuned. Can I show you my vision board? It's right here. Yes. Heck yes. Okay, Walk us it. through it. Oh, I'm excited to see this. Me too. <laughs> so this is my vision board. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, so I love in, it. In the middle is Jessica Simpson, and over here is Reese Witherspoon. And I love it because they're, they do 5,000 things. Do you know what I mean? Once again, like Jessica Simpson is a singer and now she's a billionaire with fashion. Mm. Reese Witherspoon is an actress, but now she's killing it in the producer game. Um, so I just find that super interesting. Um, these are all like my dream homes with the pool. There's a wine cellar for Jay down here. Happiness and glow and joy. And then this is something that I've never done before. I usually have, I write it all down on my phone, but this time I wrote my manifest list on the back, which Mm. I will not read. And then I have a really big check that I made right here that's taped Mm. to it. And then I have one of my key cards for um, when I went on a European trip. So I'm going to keep posting some big checks back here and posting more travel because like we've, I've missed traveling and that's like one of my love languages. But I flip it over and look at myself and be like, okay, did I do this? Mark it off, mark it off. But I look at this every single day. But one thing on the back says abundance of money and opportunities, travel and life moments, open-minded wherever my career takes me. And then some other things that are like super specific. And then what you always have to say at the end of a vision board or when you're praying or when you are manifesting is say this or something better. 
this yes. or something better. Because if you make it so specific, like what if I get the national TV show, but it's like not my right show and then it gets canceled and it's terrible. And I'm like, Ugh, then it takes me another five years to get a show. It's got to be the perfect show that will highlight me beautiful, like beautifully where I then, you know, like a whatnot to wear with TLC, it lasts for 10 seasons. Like you want it to be, you want it to be a success. You want it to be mm -hmm. the right move. I've had this idea about doing a speaking tour and I've talked to you about it. Like I would love to have y'all on. I mean, I really want Wade just to be the hot guy that just walks around and be like, okay guys, <laughs> let's jump, let's jump, let's go. You know, we have, we have the DC, yeah, we have the DJ we're playing. But I don't know if it's related to network marketing. I don't know if it's related to women getting out of your rut. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know what it is. And I think God will tell us what it is. But we could go on tour to like 10 major cities once again. I see this. Yeah. I see once you again, two I can on bring stage together. Yeah. yeah, you two on stage together. Dalton and I might be chilling as the guys holding it down, emceeing for you guys, just setting it up to unleash you two on the world. And that would be explosive. Oh, my God. The world needs that. Don't be selfish. You guys I can't know. hold and then that like back. One city you go here, we bring in this person. One city you bring here. I don't, I don't know what it looks like, but it's all about like positivity, women empowerment. Maybe it's in business. Maybe it's just like following your heart. I don't know what it is, but... I know that's supposed to happen, but you also have to know with dreams that sometimes you have to sit back and let one thing happen. Like, I don't think my national TV show is going to happen the next year or so because I'm supposed to be planting roots in Atlanta and I'm supposed to just be getting other ducks in a row and then it'll make sense. So talk me through, talk me through for people. Cause I think a lot of people get ideas like this. Like let's just use a speaking tour as, as an example, but talk me through the difference between a lot of people will have an idea. Some pop into their heart. Only some people make it happen. Like, what's the difference there? Like, how did, how have you made all these things happen in your life? Like, what is it? Is it taking action? Like, what is the, the path to making dreams a reality? You just have to know what works for you. Is it speaking it into existence and that then makes it true? Or is it keeping it close to your chest and then you announce it after the work is done? Like I'm funny about certain things. If I'm running for goals in my network marketing job, I don't tell anyone. I put my head down. I work. And then I'm like, boom, I did it. But then when it comes to TV and things like this, that are social media and stuff, I throw it into existence. My friend, Tim Dunn, that y'all met on my birthday Zoom. He just, he always tells a story about me that one day I ran into him on the street in New York and I'm like, I'm a TV host now. And that was it. Like I, I hadn't done anything on TV. I was just taking classes. But when someone asked me, what are you doing? I didn't say, I'm a professional dancer. I was a rock head. No, I'm a TV host, period. And that was it. And I just kept saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. And then it, and then it happened. So it has to, you have to know you. Do you surround yourself by people? And then they ask you about it. And then you work on it. And you grow, 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 grow. Or if you talk about it out loud, are the people going to knock it down and make you small and make you feel like, oh, I shouldn't do that route. You're right, you're right, you're right. That doesn't make sense. Oh, the, the overhead's too expensive. You just have to know who your people are and know how you work. Um, I like to bounce things off my husband because he's such, we're so opposite. And he's so like, well, this isn't going to make sense. I don't know about it. You missed that boat five years ago. I love when he challenges me because I'm just like, watch <laughs> watch i have a new product idea that i want to do and he just kind of rolls his eyes at me i've already figured out the name it came to me in the shower and like all this stuff i have no idea how i'm going to do it but it's going to happen so 
it's, it's just different. You just have to know how you work. If that makes sense. You have to know if, you, if you're surrounded by people that are go-getters that are entrepreneurs that were like, yes, let's sit down, let's grind it out. Let's figure out, let's put this numbers to paper. Let's figure out how we're going to make this happen. Or do you need to get quiet, spend time with yourself and put things in order? I don't know what it is, but just like for me, if we were going to do the speaking tour, I would say, okay, next summer we're going to do this. That means I've got to get the venues in place. I've got to figure out what the overhead would be if we bring this many people on, what the cost will be, what speakers would I want. I have to figure out their schedule. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a year out. You can't just decide, you know, next month's December, let's do this. Like it doesn't work that way. You've got to put the bricks down to make the foundation for then it to become a priority. But you've got to do the unpleasant, boring shit. You know what I mean? The unsexy stuff. Yeah. The unsexy, a lot not of people glamorous. Look at entrepreneurs. Yeah. yeah. They look at entrepreneur life. They're like, oh, it, it looks so cool. And they don't see the unsexy behind the scenes it takes to yeah. get there. I love it. All right. Well, you come into a stage near near you guys at some point in this <laughs> lifetime. Sandy and Emily. I'll We're MC doing it. the Emily show. The Emily show. Um, okay. I want to talk about Jay for a second. Your amazing husband who we all adore. Jay Can, is the man. Maserati Jay. Maserati Jay. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like the people need to just hear how you guys met and just a little bit about Jay because he's so incredible. He's so incredible. We're so opposite. I only dated performers and actors and artists and oh my God, they write me songs and we cry about, <laughs> you know, different things. And Jay, I met him when I was 23 in New York City. We had a common friend introduce us and I was like, I, I had only lived there for a couple of weeks. I was like, I did not move to New York to get a boyfriend. Sorry about it. Like mom was here to work. Like you got to go over here. So I totally friend zoned him for five years. Now we, we would get drunk and make out. And then I'd be like, bye, I'm going to go do a show for five weeks. Or I'm going to go like do rockets for four months, you know, but he was like, oh, she'll always come back. So I never considered dating him because I knew he was marriage material. And I wasn't even thinking about marriage at 23 years old, 24 years old, 25, none of that. Like we didn't even start dating until I was 28. We didn't get married until 33. Like I've just been so career, 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 path, path, path. And he compared all of his girlfriends to me. And when I finally met his parents, they were like, we've been here about Rocket Emily for forever. We were wondering we were ever going to get to meet you. So we could not be any more opposite. I mean, we really go head to head on things, but he's my perfect match. I couldn't imagine doing this life with anyone else. He's the most incredible father. I knew he would be, but it is just, he just loves that baby. Oh my gosh. He loves that baby. And for me, who can like cry and drop of a hat, Jay's cried five times our whole relationship of 12 years, 13 years next month. He cries like weekly with the baby. He'll just walk out and I'm like, what happened to you? He's like, oh. I just love He's like, I just love oh. now, Wade, now Wade cries a lot. Listen, like Wade is a crier. <laughs> you know, Wade will, will get in touch with those emotions. Jay does not. So the fact that like this is like cracked him open has been really, really fun to watch. It's really like mm. been a whole other level of our relationship that couldn't have happened without having Dolan as part of our like equation. Jay is the man. I'm so happy for you guys. Dalton is so cute. We can't wait to come to Georgia and just <laughs> squeeze him. He's so chunky. No, Aruba. But he's also... going to come to Aruba with us. Aruba. Oh, done. I mean, done. We're yeah, going to tan it on the beach. I'll just throw him We're going to get that fair, yeah, that fair ginger skin. It's going to get a little tan, a little color. Um, but Jay, so Jay and Dalton popped on the video cast. We're also, we also video these podcasts. Right before we started recording and they went on a walk. And Jay's got a killer mustache beard going on because it's november what's he up to i mean of course i support the cause and he's raising money um 
for his brother. So I, I'm just giving him, you know, hell on the side because it's mm-hmm. so unattractive and it's just terrible for a marriage <laughs> the month of November, but whatever, you know, like it's fine. And we're almost done. It's we every year we play the, will it be gone before, you know, Thanksgiving dance. And sometimes I yeah. win, sometimes he wins. I don't know what will happen this year, but hopefully I can convince him because of the baby or he just won't be in any of the pictures. and It'll just be the baby and me, which is fine. <laughs> I love it. Jay's got a killer mustache beard game going on. He's raising, you know, yeah, raising money for charity. So we'll, we'll drop the link in the show notes. It's a great cause. And Jay's just the man. I love Jay. I just love watching your guys' love and your marriage. Like truly it's inspirational. Like there's not a lot of marriages that I really look up to that genuinely feel like this is like genuine, true, real love. And you guys have that. And it's just so amazing. What are some of your like tips, like marriage tips? Ooh, you know, you don't want to marry your exact same person. Like it just, you know what I mean? How boring would life be? Like you, you want to find someone that truly compliments you and you feel like you're your best self together. When you walk into a party, you're both like, boom, you know, you both have something to do with the conversation, not, you know, where you both are interesting and have exciting, not even exciting lives, but just like exciting thoughts and dreams. And just, you know, that you've only are living once, you know what I mean? Like my favorite quote is don't stop acting like you live more than once. I really think Jay and I compliment each other where we're our best selves. And I've always thought, said that about both of y'all, like you are both so cool without each other. Like I could just hang out with Wade all day long. I can hang out with Sandy all day long, but when you're together, it really is like extra magic town. And that's why this like podcast is so brilliant because you're working together and y'all working together as a married couple, like there's no way Jay and I could do it. It's been a very hard transition for us to be in the house at the same time because I've always worked from home or my schedule's crazy or I have nothing for a week and then I'm filming for, for three days. Like it's just, my life is crazy. And Jay's always gone off to work and then it's always exciting at six o'clock. He comes home, tell me about your day. Da, da, da. But for us to both be in the house together during a pandemic with a newborn has been very, very, very challenging. And the fact that you two work together and then when you do more projects is still together. Like it's not even like we're going to add <laughs> on to our business we already have. And then we're going to write a book together and then we're going to do a podcast together. Like it's crazy that y'all, get along and that there's only a certain amount of people in the world that I think can really, really do that and do it well. And y'all are that my friend, like I said, Katie Dunlop, she and her husband do everything together. And she's always like, he's my best friend. I want to be with him all the time. Like we very rarely get in fights. And I'm like, that's incredible. That's not my marriage. <laughs> like <laughs> we, we do well separating and coming back and separating and mm-hmm. coming back. Um, so that's it. Find someone that's just not, I mean, of course you need to have the same ideas and dreams and beliefs, but you've got to just let the other person be themselves. Don't try to change them. You're not going to, it's never going to happen. Jay knows that I just come in like fire everywhere I go and I'm overly dressed and wearing something crazy and I'm loud and this and that. And he just like steps back and lets me do it. And that's just who I am. If you think you're going to like put me in a box or make me just like demure, I would, I would like come into his like big finance parties, like Ooh, with like fur on just being loud and being myself. And that was it. He never was like, you know, just try to try to blend in because I'm not going to blend in. And I'm actually really offended if you ask me to. So mm. find someone that loves you for who you are. That's going to like level you up and y'all are better together. Love I love that. that. This has came into my mind, which has nothing to do with anything, but I always thought for years that I was, I was talking about dreams and coming back to that. <laughs> I'm interviewing myself. Sorry. But 
<laughs> you know, I always, I always had on my vision board that I was supposed to write a book. I thought I was going to do a, a fashion and beauty book. And then I've, I've had it on my vision board for so many years. And then like this year, I literally was just in the nursery like a couple months ago. I was still living in Boston and I was like nursing and exhausted. And I was like, I'm not supposed to write a book. And it just clicked to me. Adam, I wasn't even thinking about it. And I'm like, I'm a talker. Like, that's what I do. And even when I write uh, like an Instagram thing, I'm like, this was like 17 sentences. I've tried to make it into one sentence. Like, what am I doing? Like my punctuation's off. I'm like, my poor grammar teachers are probably horrified because I write like a talk, which is very long sentences. Um, and even like podcasts, like people have asked me for years to start my own podcast. But once again, just my voice, I don't think that's what I'm supposed to do. I think I'm supposed to be on stage talking with a microphone being out in the world where I can stop an interview. You're like, Hey, you come here, come up here. Let's talk real quick. Like where I have this common interaction or like a TV show. And when it comes to your dreams, don't let someone else tell you what your dreams are. So I thought my dream, one of them was like number 432 was to write a book. And I realized it's not. And if someone had kind of pushed me to keep doing it, maybe get a literary agent and this and that, maybe it would be a humongous fail because it's not aligned to what, I, what I'm supposed to be doing and really, 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 really who I am. So you've got to think about your dreams, your passions, and it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. It does not make sense. That. I told my agent a, a million years ago that I wanted to do a speaking tour where I would do styling in malls and I wanted a huge van with my face on it with rhinestones. And she, she was like, Emily, like first off, malls. No, I was like, it's like the Tiffany. Remember Tiffany from the eighties? I was like, maybe I should do like mall tours. Like, this is amazing. She's like, first off, I'm like, I don't even know what to say to you. No one goes to malls anymore. Um, a van with your face on it. I was like, I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> but once again, it's so authentically me and it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else. But that's why when you find something that makes sense in your brain and you put it on paper and make it into fruition, it's so good when it comes from your brain, not other people's brains. Yes. I need to see a van with your face and rhinestones on it. It's going to happen. I don't know how we're going to make it happen, but I'll pick you up at the airport with my my van face. That could yes. be the tour for the speaking tour. You guys just might travel the country in the van with Emily's face on it. If it was anyone else, it would be ridiculous. But because it's Emily Loftus, it's like I expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah. it, it makes speaking- sense. <laughs> I want to I want to pivot before we wrap it up here. You mentioned you had it on your heart to write a book. It became, no, I'm a speaker. I'm supposed to be in front of people um, on the book note. Do you have a book you'd recommend to the audience to, to, to read that you've read recently or one of your favorite books? I don't know if you know this, but. Oh, <laughs> I love it. The day Cycle. This is by these two right here. It's, I have given this to my team to, to look at. So that's excellent. I'll have another one. Don't move. Love it. So Emily just held up in front of the screen our 90-day cycle to new habits journal that Sandy and I and our partner Haley Duncan published on Amazon. This is from Elias Petrus from the universe to our hearts. So this guy is a medium. He is a speaking professional. Um, He's incredible. So he can talk to people that have passed. I found him years ago and I was like, listen to me. I'm like, he was still doing massage therapy and this, but like the fact that you can talk to people who passed away, I'm like, what? I'm like, you are so special. I'm telling you, I'm going to be like an Oprah, not really like Oprah, but I'm going to make you huge. I think my mm. role in my life, I'm supposed to be the Dr. Phil, like, you know, how Oprah made like Dr. Phil, like important. Like mm-hmm. I have found this man and I've sent him so many people and he's so incredible. And we just, 
he's just meant for incredible things and I know it. So this book is a hundred heartfelt thoughts throughout the day. So you're supposed to like go through this and every day you pick one. So we'll pick a good one. And that's supposed to be your mantra for the day. What would it feel like if you heard someone who you love and respect say to you, I believe in you? How would that one sentence change your vision, your goal, your outlook? The universe believes in you. Trust this, know this, own this. Oh. I just got goosebumps. Mic Come drop, on. mic drop. Can you, for the listeners, say the title and, and author again? Elias, E-L-I-A-S, Petrus, P-A-T-R-A-S. From the universe to our hearts. His story is incredible. He was adopted by very older parents in Greece, and the mother had a dream about finding him. It's it's crazy. Oh, I love it. And in just... You know, it, it's so amazing to to be able to host this podcast and get to hear these stories and get to know, you know, you even better because I feel like that mantra that you just read was not by accident. And like, how amazing does it feel when someone who you love, respect says, I believe in you and Sandy mm-hmm. and myself and Emily, we believe in you if you're out there listening. And if I've learned anything during this episode, it's you got to believe in yourself that uh, Emily has had, like that unwavering belief in herself. This is what I want. No idea how it's all going to happen, but I believe it will. And I believe in my ability to make it happen. So I feel like if I've taken anything from this episode, it's that it's that unwavering belief in yourself that your dream is on your heart for a reason. Go after it. Believe in yourself. There's no such thing as failure. Just keep going for it. Just keep trying. So we appreciate you so much, Emily. Babe, is there anything else you wanted to extract out of Lofty before we let it go? I just want to thank you for being relentlessly consistent in how you show up in every way, like as a friend, most importantly to me. Like you are always there, always. Like I could just cry thinking about it. You're just like, we might not talk or see each other for a while, but we always pick up where we left off and we can talk for hours. So I'm so grateful for your friendship. I know you did not come into my life by accident. I know we will be lifelong friends. And I just want to thank you for being you. I love you so, so much. I would love, I love if you. there's anything on your heart, like a final message or a final story or just anything that you want to bless the people with. We usually have several thousand people listening to each episode. So bless the thousands. And at the end, Woo-hoo! let them know where they can connect with you because the world, everyone needs some more Emily Loftus in their life. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. I would say you've got to surround yourself by hype girls, hype girls, hype guys, whatever. I don't have time for people that think very small or that say, I have to ask my husband if that's okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Jay and I have a calendar and he's like, you're going to Ohio on Thursday. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like you just have to like surround yourself by people that when you say these big goals that you have, they're not going to look at you like, Oh, sweetie, you have to surround yourself by people that are just like, yeah, let's do it. How are you going to do it? I don't know. Okay, let's figure it out. Let's let's like workshop it together and just have big, big, big dreams. It's very hard for me to connect. I can connect with anybody. I can connect with this water bottle. Like, <laughs> you know, I can talk to anybody. But where I feel like there's a soul connection is when there's people that think want bigger visions for their life. And it doesn't matter the cards that you were dealt. There's always a way to get out. There's always a way to improve. There's always a way you can work at McDonald's and you can save those dollars and you can still go to school, you know, at night. There's, there's always a way out 
to have a bigger, better, more amazing, incredible life. But you have to think it, you have to work your ass off and you have to just decide that this is your truth. Decide this is your truth. No one else can decide your truth, but you write that down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that's it. Um, how do you find me? I'm Emily Loftus on everything. Two S's, L-O-F-T-I-S-S. Um, I can't wait to tell you all about our speaking tour, which will happen at some point. Yes. It'll happen. Yep. It's going to happen at some point with our hype man, um, Wade. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for being love here. You, you just I love uh, you. casted so much joy. That's all I want. That's all I want. Well, thank you for casting it. joy into the world today on this and episode. We love you. We appreciate you. you. Yeah, vir- sending virtual <laughs> hugs. Can't wait for Aruba in I January. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. All right, bye, it. everyone. I love you, too. <laughs> love you, Emily. Thank you so much. I hope you got so much value out of today's episode and you have a better understanding of why I'm so obsessed with Emily. I am such a believer that people don't come into your life by accident. And like I said, she came in at the perfect time. I love her so much. She mentioned a couple books. One of them was actually one that Wade and I and our dear friend Haley Duncan published together. It's called The 90 Day Cycle to New Habits Journal. And it's an interactive workbook that's focused for sales professionals, network marketing professionals. It's a 90 day guide to help you have accountability to help you track your daily dues to build your business. And it's helped us a lot. We're big believers and we've seen in our own business that our business really does work in 90-day cycles and what you track grows. So you can totally get your own copy of this on our website, www.90dayhabitsjournal.com. So you can find all that in the show notes and any book we ever recommend, you can check out on Audible. Tune in next week, just before Christmas. I will be sharing some holiday cheer, some holiday joy. Excited for you to tune in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you got some value out of today's episode, it would mean so much to us to hear from you. We would love for you to subscribe. We would love for you to share this with a friend. Give us a five-star rating. Even write a review on Apple Podcast. And if there's any topic you want to hear about, send us a DM or you can always email us at gettingmagnetic at gmail.com. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.